Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. Welcome to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. I'm your host, Kim Bellotto, and today we have a great show lined up for you guys. We have our resident energy expert, David Blackman. David, welcome back to the show. Hey, happy to be here. It's a beautiful day in Texas. There's a lot of interesting things that are going on this week, and it seems like I say this every week, but things just change so fast in oil and gas um, rather it's a uh, geopolitical or if it's the price of oil or there's a new discovery. And so I hope to get into all of that. But first, I want to talk about something very, very interesting. A group of activist investors uh, that had a huge setback last week when they approached the SEC uh, and the SEC actually ruled that EOG resources could ignore a climate-based resolution that had been submitted for a vote by the company shareholders. That seems very strange that one, the SEC is involved in something dealing with uh, the environment because I thought that the EPA, that's what their job is. So tell me a little bit about what you think is going on here and why is this so important? Well, it is important and it's a story that didn't get a lot of notice in the media, Um, but it's actually very important. This is a group of activist investors who uh, bring uh, shareholder resolutions uh, at annual meetings for companies um, to try to force them to engage in these these exercises, reporting and other kinds of exercises that waste a lot of time internally, setting targets and goals for reducing emissions and things like that that really are the purview of the EPA. Um, and in the past administration, you know, uh, that was always allowed uh, to, to go forward. But uh, EOG appealed to the SEC and said, look, this is a nuisance resolution. They're trying to micromanage the company in a way that doesn't really contribute to our profitability. And we want to just ignore this uh, at our shareholders meeting. And lo and behold, the SEC in, in the Trump administration now said, yeah, you're right. You don't have to deal with that. And uh, you can just ignore it. Well, this is. There's a huge change in policy at the SEC. Um, you know, the, the, this kind of investor activism really ramped up in a big way during the Obama administration because these things were allowed to always move forward. And uh, companies, you know, it just it costs a lot of time, a lot of money that, uh, you know, would otherwise be going to making the company more profitable. And uh, where environmental, you know, considerations are concerned, again, you have the EPA. Uh, regulating all of that, and, and that, that's where companies need to be dealing with environmental concerns. So it's a big deal. It's a, it's a it's a real, just another real big change in direction in this administration from the previous administration, and the news media, as usual, doesn't really understand what the significance is. Well, is it because these uh, activist investors, um, they have something, uh, a dog in the fight? I mean, like, do they also invest money but in other areas that are actually the opposite of oil and gas yeah yeah they do but they're but they're also you know they do invest in the company stock otherwise they wouldn't have standing as a shareholder um 
And you would think uh, people who are investing their money in a company would be wanting it to focus on, you know, making the company as profitable as it can be. Um, but that's, of course, not the goal of these people. Their goal is activism. And uh, actually, really, their ultimate goal is putting these companies like EOG out of business. And it's just it's just really a, a, a pernicious thing that's just been allowed to really fester by the previous administration. And hopefully uh, the SEC's decision means we're going to have a consistent change in policy in the, in the current administration. Exactly. They're, they need to stick to uh, the part about investing money and making sure that they are upholding everything they need to pertaining to that and stay out of uh, the area of where the EPA should really be ruling and regulating. In other news, Bahrain announced this week that they had made a new discovery in the western part of their country, which is estimated to be about 80 billion barrels of recoverable oil reserves. Uh, that's pretty big. Tell me a little bit about this new discovery, and um, is their estimation accurate? Well, we don't know. I mean, it, you know, if it is accurate, it's, it's gigantic, of course. Uh, it would be, you know, a, a good comparison is to, to date, over the last 40 years, We've produced about 16 to 17 billion barrels of oil out of Prudhoe Bay on the North Slope of Alaska. It's the biggest oil field ever discovered in the United States. So, uh, assuming the, the government of Bahrain's uh, uh, estimate is correct, you know this would be five times Prudhoe Bay. So that's that's a gigantic find. Um, we won't know for years whether or not that that estimate is accurate, frankly. Um, uh, these countries don't don't have the same kind of reserves estimating requirements that we do in the United States, so it's hard to really analyze. But, but I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. That, I don't think anyone doubts that it's a major new find of of, of oil reserves that'll have an impact, uh, you know, on the global supply picture over the next couple of decades. And it just, you know, it's just another indicator of the fact that there's still an awful lot of oil. To be found, uh, in, yeah, in this world, and you know, it's not necessarily sitting in these very remote areas like the Arctic, or you know, and and, and you know, this is right in the middle of the Persian Gulf for crying out loud. Uh, a brand new oil field, major oil field discovered in the Persian Gulf. So it, you know, it just is another indicator that the world is just uh, awash in in crude oil. Well, you know, one good thing about that is obviously. We depend on oil and gas for just uh, the quality of our life and, and, and how nice it is. And so the fact that uh, we don't have any really reliable resources currently right now in place and won't for quite some time, it's, it's nice to see because I think, and I'm going to move into a, a Gallup poll, I think that uh, the American people are kind of waking up to how really nice it is to have access to a lot of gas, cheap gas, plentiful gas, and there's something reassuring about that. Um, and so I want to talk about a new uh, Gallup poll that came out this week in which it indicates that Americans are less worried about energy issues than they have been in previous years uh, or in, in this century. So tell me what you think is driving those results. Besides, um, you know, I do think that we have an abundance, but is it all just that or is there something more to it? Well, it's that. It's 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 plus you have a, a presidential administration that uh, is actually encouraging uh, the production of energy in this country rather than trying to inhibit it. I mean, you have to consider that, yeah, people were very worried about 
about energy over the last eight years because you had a presidential administration that was saying nothing but bad things about you know about the great preponderance of our energy in this country which comes from oil gas and, and coal um and now you have an administration that is uh, creating a positive mindset about all forms of energy production not just renewables and so you know that naturally is going to have a psychological impact on on the population and you know i think uh, that has a lot to do with this gallup poll result and uh and and then of course yeah we we've had a period of, of pretty low prices for for gasoline and natural gas for home heating purposes and electricity generation and uh and so that has a big role to play in it as well so americans uh, aren't real worried about uh, where their energy is going to come from right now and and they're very justified in that well, and they probably, Gallup, interviewed a lot of our listeners because yeah, we probably. certainly have been helping everybody understand this is an enormous resource and we are very blessed. And Texas um, is so fortunate to have uh, these resources. They provide plenty of jobs and a huge economic uh, impact to the state. And without that, um, we certainly would not be in the position we're in. But it's good to see that the American people are finally understanding the, the blessed resources that we have and, and that we need them. We, we need them uh, right now. And yeah, we'll and we're going to continue to need it for a long, long time to come. Yeah, and you know, obviously with, uh, you know, you look at the world's needs uh, for oil and gas and it's rising and it's going to continue to rise. Uh, you know, we definitely need to keep looking for oil and gas because, um, you know, it's an important, it's not just an important resource, but it actually is, it sustains lives in, in many countries and stuff. So it's an important resource that we need to make sure that we understand and how blessed we are to have it. But good for uh, the poll. Finally, I feel like maybe the American people are understanding there is a place for oil and gas. There's also a place for uh, resources as well that are wind and, and solar sure. or more green. But I think together is where we, uh, you know, really create a, a great resource for all of us to enjoy uh, but one you know gas at the pump that are that is affordable and cheap is really always a blessing especially with summer right around the corner it uh, sure is and with that we do have to take a quick break we'll be right back with more of in the oil patch radio show in the oil patch radio show is proud to bring you this week's energy minute produced by shalemag.com here's texas railroad commissioner ryan sitton with your current industry update This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton with your Energy Minute. How many barrels of oil are in storage around the world? Yesterday, OPEC announced that it projects 2.854 billion. That's actually a drop from a January high, a drop of 17.4 million barrels to be exact in the month of February. This is on the news that OPEC countries continue to comply with the agreed cuts and are holding the glut of oil production off the market despite the fact that U.S. shale producers continue to produce more and more oil. On this news, the price of oil climbed again yesterday, about 41 cents to close the day at $67.16. This is Texas Railroad Commissioner Ryan Sitton, and that's your Energy Minute. Listen to In the Oil Patch Radio and keep up with the oil and gas industry online at shalemag.com. The new issue of Shell Magazine featuring Parsley Energy is online now. Visit shalemag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. 
Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Have you heard of the Texas Alliance of Energy Producers, the largest state association in the country? 87 years strong, serving independents, and it's right here in Texas. Offices in Houston, Austin, and Wichita Falls. Over 3,000 members of all ages like you who are in the oil and gas industry or who have family members and friends who are. Company members range from one employee to large independents. Lobbying, networking events, and saving you money. For a membership tailored just to fit your budget, contact Sandy Simon at sandis at texasalliance.org or call 281-997-7223. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine. Um, I wanted to uh, break it to our listeners, you and I, that um, we will be expanding the show. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? Well, you know, it, it's, well, let me start by just kind of saying where we're going to be. You know, now, traditionally, we've been in Houston, the number one talk radio show in the nation, um, KTRH 740. We, we love our station. And we also are in Corpus as well. Um, we went into syndication probably about two years ago, and uh, we love Corpus as well, um, our station out there, just because, you know, Corpus is such an energy town, right? And, uh, Boy, it really is with the Port of Corpus Christi booming like it is. Yeah, and, you know, they, they, they get it. They get that that's kind of their bread and butter. And, of course, um, luckily, we've also been noticed by a couple of other stations all over Texas. And so now we're going to be bringing in uh, San Antonio. We're with Freedom 1160. We'll be uh, and all of these. They can go to our website or our social media and get the listings and, and times. But our show will also be on the weekends in San Antonio market and also in the Dallas market. And we're already airing also in the Midland area. We're back with uh, KWEL, our friends out there in Midland, uh, Craig, station manager. Uh, so we're yep, excited. Covering the Permian Basin. That's, that's a big deal. That's yeah. going to be awesome out there. And you know, David, through all of these, um, you know, stations, we literally are covering almost all of Texas, except maybe a little part of El Paso. But there's, you know, how much oil is going on out there. <laughs> uh, but there's... Uh, we're covering all of Texas, uh, Louisiana, and Mexico, and Hobbs, New Mexico. So it's a it's a very very big footprint we have right now. Um, talking about oil and gas and and trying to help people understand more about the topic. Uh, yeah, it really is, and it's you know it's covering really the heart of the the industry in the United States. Really, when you look at it, uh, over fifty five percent of all the drilling rigs in the country are now operating in Texas. Um, the Permian Basin alone has 40% of them. Yeah. Um, you know, we produce a third of the oil, a third of the natural gas in the country, and uh, export most of the crude oil out of the Port of Corpus Christi in Houston. And and so it's, it's uh, 
you know, covering Texas is, is basically covering the epicenter of the domestic oil and gas industry and not to not to discount the other parts of the country, of course, but uh, we really are uh, in, a, in a, you know, where the real action is for, for oil and gas in the United States. And, you know, David, our commitment has really been one of, you know, it's difficult when you don't really know a lot about oil and gas and you are maybe at a dinner or a social event and the topic comes up, right? And you have like no idea what to talk about because you just don't even know anything on the topic. But you're smart enough, right, to know I am hearing a lot of stuff in the media, but it's normally negative. And I don't necessarily know if I really believe everything I'm hearing. And this is why our show uh, was so important to launch and to start, because along with having uh, oil and gas folks follow along, it's really for the average Joe to help all of us understand when you when we really understand how important oil is to the United States for well, let's see, just a couple of topics. Uh, there's national security reasons why we should pay attention to oil. There's, uh, it's a huge driver for the United States uh, in, in the area of uh, dollars. And then, of course, in Texas, having the bulk of it, it's a topic that's so important. And yet... It really is. And, and you know, and natural gas is the same way. Uh, it's not just crude oil. You know, natural gas is, is so vitally important. Um, I'm just working on a piece for the next issue of Shell Magazine talking about, uh, for example, this recent uh, EIA report that just came out this week projecting record natural gas production levels for 2018 and 2019. And really, as far as the eye can see, and, and what incredibly positive thing that is for the whole country. Right. Um, right. Because, you know, it, 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 it makes it ensures everyone pays lower uh, utility bills for one thing uh, it is low natural gas prices people don't really understand it but, but the, the reason we're having such a, a huge manufacturing boom in the United States right now and have over the last two or three years is because of this low natural gas price and the knowledge of all these manufacturers chemical companies and fertilizer companies and steel companies and on and on and on that use natural gas in their operations, they know we have so much of it and the price is going to be so reasonable that they're bringing all these manufacturing operations back to the United States of America that had gone overseas for the previous 35 years. And uh, and so people, you know, the average person doesn't really understand that. And that, that's the kind of thing we try to talk about on the show. And we'll talk more about that particular thing later on, I know, but... Uh, Yep. You know, it just is, uh, yeah, when you really understand it, it's it's, it's just amazing uh, the benefits uh, of this industry to the country. That's right. And, and, and you no longer, if you listen to the show, have to fear that you're going to be the deer in the headlights when you're at that dinner and somebody brings up this topic and you're actually going to be able to talk on it in a reasonable uh, understanding of at least the topic. So... I'm excited that uh, our show is growing. I'm excited that there are people that are really aware of how important oil and gas is to our country. Natural gas, like you said, is going to probably be one of the premier uh, uh, energies that we see coming on. Like you hear a lot of solar and a lot of wind. You'll hear a lot of natural gas because it's good for the country. It burns clean stuff. But I do want to get back on this topic. We do have to take a quick break. 
You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website, shalemag.com. Once again, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Farmers and ranchers are the hardest working people on earth and deserve a side-by-side vehicle that works just as hard. That's why Yamaha makes the Viking an all-new Viking 6, the world's first true three and six person UTVs assembled in America. Ranked number one in drivetrain durability, Viking outworks and outclasses the competition in features, comfort, and off-road capability. For more, visit YamahaViking.com. Most dependable claim based on a 2013 Yamaha source side-by-side owner study. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine. David, before the break, we were talking about how our show is expanding. Yay! Ding, ding, ding. Statewide. Statewide now and even out of the state, Mexico and Hobbs, New Mexico as well. And, you know, we before the break, I was talking about how important natural gas is going to to become it's going to be uh, it's going to play a greater role um, in the United States but I also want to you know just kind of talk about you know going back before we had the show and um, uh, when Eagle Ford started it's a fairly new play um, and so they started to drill and there were a lot of uh, fears a lot of people feared a lot of things you know you've heard earthquakes and water contamination all these different things and and I would also watch these people come out and pick it against um, oil reserves, you know, for, for anybody drilling out there. And one one particular person that I remember was a woman who attended. And, of course, she drove her car there, and uh, she had all of her makeup on. That's a byproduct of oil and gas. And, and probably brushed her teeth with toothpaste. Made it's from made. petroleum products yes. and on and on and on. Yeah. Yes. And she made a statement. She said, I don't want oil and gas in my backyard and I don't care what it costs me as long as I have food and I have my uh, lights on I'm okay and half of the room who was in oil and gas looked at her and I'm sure she to this day does not realize uh, your lights (laughs) are (laughs) important to you then it's important that we're drilling for oil and natural yeah and her food too I mean the fertilizers that grow all these fruits and vegetables that are so plentiful at the supermarkets these days. They're fertilized with fertilizers that are generated with natural gas. I mean, people just don't understand how much of their life is impacted uh, by what we do. 
That's right. And we can either be dependent on ourselves or we can be dependent on other countries. And if you remember back in the 70s when we were dependent, um, uh, it was pretty scary. And it's not something that we want to turn to. And it's okay to not be informed. It's just not okay to not be informed and then to have a position against it when you don't really know what you're talking about. And hence to why we have this wonderful show called In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, I, I do want to move on. Um, so, again, all of our times will be listed on our social media platforms in the Oil Patch Radio Show. Uh, please go and like our page and also on Show Mag uh, on our social media and then, of course, our website. But uh, changing gears just a little bit, um, we've seen a lot of reports uh, as of recently, uh, the potential of this trade war with China. It's all over the stations, right? And uh, the effect that it could have on the U.S. economy. And a part of that, uh, these tariffs that uh, President Trump plans on putting uh, in place will be also, it'll actually be an import on steel and aluminum. So my question to you is, will this have a negative impact on oil and gas? Sure, yeah, and, and, and yes. I mean, the short answer is yes. If those imports, uh, all other things being static, if those uh, import tariffs do go into effect, as the president has threatened, uh, then, yeah, it would have a negative impact on the oil and gas industry because, you know, you just look around at any location where oil and gas is being produced or refined or processed, uh, there's steel everywhere. You know, everything's made from steel. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, costs would go up and, and all of that. But, you know, I've, I've, I've recently spoke to both a couple of trade association conferences, Louisiana Oil and Gas Association, and then TIPRO conference uh, in Houston, and told them that, you know, you shouldn't be panicking about this because everything President Trump does, you have to view through the lens of how his mind works. And his mind, in his mind, everything is a negotiation. So, yes, he's talking about placing big uh, tariffs on these imports. But but it's all for the purpose of negotiating more favorable trade agreements for the United States with these other countries. And we've already seen concessions being made by Canada and Mexico as part of the NAFTA renegotiation. And now just this week, you know, China announces uh, that they're going to, uh, to undertake a major program of opening up their economy, lowering import tariffs at their end, uh, respecting intellectual property from you know companies in the United States and other countries. And, and that doesn't just happen in a vacuum. That happened directly because President Trump is threatening to put tariffs on imports from China here in the United States. This is a negotiation. Right. And right. so what I tell audiences that I speak to is that you just have to wait and see how this plays out. Because at the end of the day, you're probably not going to have a gigantic import fee. Uh, on steel coming in from hardly any other country and maybe no other country uh, as these trade agreements end up being renegotiated to more favorable terms for the United States. And we already see that happening and and we'll continue to see that happen. You know, David, it's just amazing to me how many people are just dead set against this president. And yet this president seems to try to do everything he possibly can to restore the United States back to what it once was. We do have to take a quick break, though. When we return, I want to get on Saudi Arabia. You are listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. 
PISA is the Petroleum Equipment and Services Association, who is the unified voice for the energy industry service, supply, and manufacturing organizations, advocating and supporting continued achievements in job creation, technological innovation, and economic stability. PISA provides corporate membership opportunities in two categories, industry and allied. Over the years, a lot of amazing companies have become members of PISA, but don't take my word for it. Click on the directory on their website and see for yourself. In order to become a member of PISA, all you need to do is go to PESA.org, click on the membership tab, and fill out an application. Once again, that's PESA.org. Oil Field Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oil field equipment needs. Specializing in hard to find oil field parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil Field Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Field Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. The new issue of Shell Magazine featuring Parsley Energy is online now. Visit shellmag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, our resident energy expert and editor of Shell Magazine. And David, during our break, we were talking about Saudi Arabia. So I definitely want to get on that topic because they announced this week that they plan on investing anywhere from $8 billion to $10 billion in the petrochemical uh, operations here in Texas. What a, a, a great opportunity for Texas. Uh, but what does all this mean? Well, it's, it's uh, really great news for the Texas economy. Uh, for those who are not aware, uh, Saudi Arabia owns the gigantic Motiva refinery and petrochemical plant uh, just outside of Beaumont. It's the largest refinery in the United States. Um, and and they, they took uh, complete ownership of it towards the end of 2017. Shell had been their partner, uh, but sold, sold their interest to Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Aramco owns Motiva, and, and they, yeah, they did announce this week that they're planning on major upgrades to, to their facility there and expansions of their facility. To, again, as we were talking about earlier, to take advantage, bigger advantage, of these low natural gas prices here in the United States because elsewhere in the world, and what we don't realize here in America is that in most other parts of the world, uh, the price for natural gas is much, much higher than it is here in the United States because most countries are forced to import all or most of their natural gas supplies. And even in Saudi Arabia, they end up having to import a lot of natural gas for their own uh, petrochemical operations over there. So here in the United States, uh, the Saudis are, are really interested in expanding that business. And so, you know, 8 to $10 billion in new capital investment, any economist will tell you that uh, you need you have a multiplier of three to four dollars for every dollar invested like that uh, here in the state in terms of just economic impact here to the state of Texas, and that's going to be more taxes, more jobs, uh, you know, ongoing balanced state budget. We don't have to worry about the big budget holes that uh, states like Louisiana and. Oklahoma and New Mexico suffer on seemingly an annual basis. And uh, so it's a huge benefit for the state um, and financially. It's a huge benefit for, for the local communities because there's good jobs, high-paying jobs, and that just, you know, bleeds down through the entire economy. 
and um, anything like that. And, and, and the other part of this is that you know what 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 Saudi Aramco is going to do is just a piece of this overall boom in the petrochemical industry, uh, hundreds of billions of dollars in new capital plant and equipment investments over the last three to four years with another 180 to $200 billion already on the books uh, planned for the next decade. And um, it just keeps going and going. It doesn't seem to, ha- well, let me ask you a question on, uh, Is so this, it's a petrochemical plant. It's all a big, huge, gigantic, I mean, you can see it from, from, uh, from I-10 as you drive down the road on the left-hand side. It's just a gigantic facility. Um, that, yes, it refines crude oil and it uh, uh, processes uh, natural gas liquids out of, out of natural gas streams and uses the various liquids and, and methane gas and, and its own chemical uh, and plastics uh, uh, making uh, processes there. So it's, it's, a, it's just a huge, huge facility that employs hundreds and hundreds of people and uh, just makes all sorts of products that we again use all the time. every day, mm-hmm. all the time. Let's list just five. List five the most common petrochemical type of products that you can think oh, of. Oh gosh, well, yeah, uh, you said you already mentioned makeup, polyester. Everyone has clothes made from polyester. Polyester is derived from petroleum products. Um, toothpaste, most toothpaste are derived from petroleum products. Any kind of plastics. All plastics are derived from petroleum products. So anytime you drink a bottle of water, I've got a bottle of Diet Coke sitting next to me. I shouldn't, but I do. Um, Soaps, a lot of soaps. uh, You know, you just go on and on and on. Uh, I'm wearing a pair of tennis shoes that the soles largely made from from products derived from from petroleum. And, um, you know... you don't think about it. There's, there's just, it's just ubiquitous throughout our daily lives. All these products, uh, you know, well, my television, right. my television sitting in right. front of me, right. largely made from plastic and other, other pieces that are, you know, derived from petroleum products. And, um, you know, people just don't think about it. Uh, if your lights are on in the state of Texas, there's about a 50, 50 chance that electricity has been generated from a natural gas burning power plant. Mm-hmm. Um, you cook your food on a gas stove. Where do you think that comes from? You know, uh, it, it just is. It's it's really kind of phenomenal. Um, and when you think about it, uh, all of this, when you really look at where we are, with particularly natural gas in this country, with this incredible abundance, it's all because of hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling, because that's. The only reason why we're able to get natural gas out of shale rock. That's right. And the vast majority of new natural gas wells are shale wells. And without that, without the ability to perform hydraulic fracturing operations, uh, our lives would be fundamentally different than they are today. We'd be paying much more money for for electricity and natural gas, home heating and and cooking on our stoves. we would have to be importing natural gas from other countries uh, as a result of that. We would have no manufacturing boom in the United States with all the tens of thousands of jobs that has been providing in, in the economy over the last few years. Uh, and, you know, really, when you really look back uh, over the last decade, uh, when we went into the Great Recession from 2000, in 2008, 
from 2009 through 2014, the only industry, major industry in the United States that was actually growing and creating jobs was the oil and gas industry. The oil and gas industry supported the entire U.S. economy during those years. Without hydraulic fracturing, we probably would have been in a major depression. That's right. Um, So we really need to think on this. But, David, we do have to take a quick break. You are listening to in the Oil Patch Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Any business can benefit from advertising to the oil and gas industry, but it's really important to partner with a marketing company that has a proven track record with this growing industry. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us, info at shalemag.com. Again, that's info at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G, dot com. Or you can call us, 210-240-7188. And we're back. You're listening to In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is David Blackman, our resident energy expert and old trusty editor of Shell Magazine. And David, uh, before the break, we, we were really just talking about how our lives are just so wonderful because of oil and gas. I know that sounds strange to a lot of people who just don't want to hear it, don't want to believe in it. But literally, when you look at other countries who just unfortunately do not have access to these resources, their life expectancy is lowered tremendously. They have high mortality rates in their babies when you don't have access to basic drinking water and things like that. And then, yes, it is still going on in the country even in today, you know, as of today. And you just have to look and recognize it's because they don't have access to oil and gas that they honestly are struggling. If they had it, uh, like we have it, a blessing, it really does make your life so much better. And it actually uh, cleans the planet, if you will. There's a great book out there, Alex Epstein wrote it, called The The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And uh, it really is a great book that puts things into perspective for all of us to understand what's really really going on with oil and gas. Uh, But I do want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about the Energy Information Administration announced that U.S. natural gas production, which we were talking about it earlier in the show, has reached record levels in 2017. So my question, is this good or is this bad news for the oil and gas industry? Well, it's both. It's a little bit of both. Uh, and, it, you know, we yeah, we established a new record in 2017. It's going to, and we're going to establish another new record in 2018 and another one in 2019 and on and on and on. Um and so it's it's really good news, it, just in terms of the fact that uh, we're able to do that. First of all, in this country, we're able to do it with a tenth of the number of drilling rigs that, that we had to run a decade ago to produce uh, even much less natural gas than that. And that's just because of all the efficiencies that have been gained in the industry over the last decade. Uh, it's really great, as I mentioned earlier, because the, the abundance of natural gas means lower prices for consumers of, of all manner of, of goods. It's, you know, in your grocery store, lower transportation costs, uh, lower costs for for uh, vegetables and fruits that are grown with fertilizers that are derived from natural gas and on and on and on. It's, it's really good for Texas because of the Saudi Aramco announcement that we were talking about earlier, all the major investments coming into the state of Texas. Uh, great news for Louisiana because there's a, a huge petrochemical industry in Louisiana as well. And so, you know, that state also is deriving jobs and, and taxes. 
uh, from that industry and the expansion of those industries uh, there in their state. It's it's you know it's just good news uh, for for the country as a whole because we don't have to import LNG instead of importing LNG. We're building you know, all these big plants uh, and the capabilities and the jobs they provide to export natural gas to other parts of the world. And that's a great thing, you know, for the U.S. economy and for our position strategically in, in negotiations with other countries. Because, we, you know, we do have an administration now that's willing to leverage uh, our oil and gas abundance in negotiations with other countries. So that's all good news. You know, you know, but it's bad news in isolated instances. For example, going back to Louisiana, one of one of the reasons the state of Louisiana has a big budget shortfall the last few years is because the Haynesville Shale, which was the second biggest shale producer, gas producing area in the country, you know, the rig count's gone from about 150 down to 25 or so. Uh, just because of these low gas prices, you know, just not profitable to drill those wells over there. Well, that's cost the state billions and billions of dollars in tax revenues. And so it's it's been a real problem for them to balance the state budget in that state over the last three years because of that. Same thing in Oklahoma, where you, you're not drilling anywhere near as many natural gas wells up there as you were. Well, Oklahoma, their legislature recently increased the tax rate, the production tax rate there in that state to try to raise revenues to balance the budget. So, you know, it's bad news for the state. That's going to cost the state jobs anytime you, you raise taxes. And, of course, it's bad news for the oil and gas industry up there. And then if, like me, you know, <laughs> making it personal for me, uh, my family owns uh, some mineral interests in Goliad, which sits, you know, above the dry gas portion of the Eagle Ford Shale. Um well, you know, we're not going to get an oil and gas lease uh, at, you know, $2.50 an MCF for natural gas to drill those very deep dry gas wells. We'd have to have a price, you know, more like 5 or $6 to even have hopes for a lease. So people, mineral owners in, in that area and some other isolated parts of the country, you know, these low gas prices just mean you're not going to be able to monetize your, your mineral, mineral interests. Um, but all in all, on balance. There's no question that the abundance of natural gas, our ability to produce it and export it and use it in power generation and all these manufacturing processes is a huge benefit to our society. And so, you know, uh, the bottom line is it, it's a really positive uh, report for the whole country. Right. The good outweighs the bad. <laughs> it right. really does. Yeah. And, and you know, there's also just the whole thing about, you know, when you have access to these resources, uh, we are less dependent on other countries that, by the way, some of them really don't like us very much. Um, and we're able to now supply our allies uh, with our resources as well. Um, and they would probably rather buy from us than other countries. So um, there's there's a matter of national security that we need to keep um, strong in this area, not to mention it keeps us financially healthy uh, as a country uh, access to these resources really help uh, our lives become uh, comfortable to live in otherwise just picture living out in uh, the woods and your house is made from <laughs> trees kind of thing that uh, show naked and afraid um, is what comes to mind when we don't really have oil and gas and access to them so um, 
You know, you naked really and <laughs> naked and afraid. Yeah, no one needs to see me naked and afraid. That's for sure. <laughs> well, on that, we've come to the end of the show today. Uh, but uh, we do encourage our listeners to listen. Uh, you'll learn a lot. We're we're pretty funny as well, and we are actually making oil and gas way more mainstream and way more talkable. And there's a lot more information. Uh, coming your way pertaining to oil and gas and not so technical so david with that we do have to say goodbye until next week uh have a great week and we look forward to having you on next week thanks i'll look forward to it and that's all the time we have but be sure to like us on facebook that's facebook.com slash in the oil patch radio show or follow us on twitter at shell mag if you are interested in keeping up with In the Oil Patch Radio Show or the latest issue of Shell Magazine, you can do that. It's free. All you have to do is go to www.shellmag.com. Again, that's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com and sign up for our free newsletter. That is going to wrap up another great show. We'll see you next week with more exciting news and insightful interviews. Until then... Adios. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.